Thank you for listening to the Kayfabe Report, a podcast made by fans for fans. Join me, Cody Wilson, and DJ Hype Train, Matt Glass, for news, general topic discussions, predictions, and reviews. All that and more on the Kayfabe Report. Thanks, guys, for listening to the podcast this week. Me and Matt in the same room again. Can't wait. Uh, this week, we're going to be talking about SmackDown, Raw, Hell in the Cell, whole bunch of different shit, and the alleged news that USA Network is pissed off at the WWE for giving Fox a Hell in the Cell match for free TV. All that and more up on the podcast this week. But first, we're going to talk about SmackDown. Uh, rest in peace to Rey Mysterio. It was, it was nice knowing you, sir. Dear Lord. At least he gave it the old college try, so to speak. He well, started off strong, and then he pissed Roman off. Well, yeah. Uh, did, did, you not, did you not see that? He fucking just threw him right into the cell. And they did the same camera spot with Dominic, yep. where he was just like, throw him into the But he threw, they threw him into the cell, and you saw him fall to the floor. Yep. So. He hit hard, too. He was he Good was, Lord. He was good on him. Oh, he was doing more than beating the shit out of him. It was a fucking mercy killing. I thought he was going to unmask him. <laughs> I would have been so happy. Um, also on SmackDown, D'Angelo Dawkins getting his ass kicked by American Academy or Alpha Academy or whatever the fuck Chad Gable and uh, Otis is without the fucking beard. Yeah, all of a sudden Otis is just like a machine. Otis looks like a thumb without yeah. a beard. Yeah. He literally looks like... like I'm not one to talk, but... <laughs> it, it, he looks like a thumb without a beard. Yeah, and then he now all of a sudden he just does whatever he wants to do. And the Street Profits are nothing to, you know, they're great. And he's taken them out. Oh, yeah, without a doubt, they're great. Without a shadow of a doubt, are they great. Oh, boy. But then they apparently add three matches to fucking Hell in a Cell on SmackDown. Bianca and Bailey becomes Hell in a Cell match, yep. which is stupid. Cesaro and Rollins get no stipulation to their fourth match, or third match, mm-hmm. which this should have been a stipulation, or probably a hell in a cell. For sure. And then you add Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Which we've seen 18 times or more. Right, but every, well, I've seen them over 100 because of Ring of Honor. Sure. But every time they have a match together, it's always something different. Yeah, they're, they're incredible performers. It's no wonder they get matches together. Right, exactly. You can, it's like it's like a Brett and, and Sean. You can always count on Kevin and and uh, Sammy to produce a good match. Oh, you'll be entertained, hands down. Oh, without a doubt. And then we go to the Hell in a Cell match. They move the Hell in a Cell match from Hell in a Cell to Friday Night SmackDown in less than a week's time. Practically have to build the match the entire show. What, we only found out about it, what, two days prior? It was No, we found out the night prior. The night prior. It was yep. Thursday night. Yep. And I'm just like, what? Threw me off. I thought we were getting, like, something extra, something really big for the pay-per-view. But no, they just moved it over to free TV. Yeah, like, what the fuck? But, uh, yeah, so, here's the deal. Let's have a free Hell in a Cell match, Okay. Why? Well, did you see Dynamite's stack card? Mm-mm. 
Well, Dynamite was on Friday, and they had a stacked fucking card on TNT. And WWE looked at that and went, fuck your card. We're going to put Hell in the Cell on Friday night. Yeah, that's probably exactly why they did it then. And I'm just like, I looked at the card afterwards and I'm like, okay. Now, now it makes sense. Now it all clicks. It, it clicks all together. But that Hell in the Cell match was an okay one. I wouldn't say it was like, it's not in the top five, but it's definitely top 20. Hell in the Cell matches, especially for Roman. No, it was great. Roman's never going to lose inside Hell in the Cell. He has. Mm-mm. I'm pretty sure they said. He lost against. Oh, he won against Wyatt, won against Rusev. I'm pretty sure. I, I thought that they had said prior to that he had never lost inside the Cell. He might not have. I thought he has. I'm just throwing that out there. I thought he... Oh, no, because the one with Braun Strowman ended in a no contest because of fucking Lesnar entering the match and just ripped the door off off and beat everybody's ass. Yep, yep, yep. Okay, and then he won against Jay, or Jimmy, or who... Whichever Uso is not married to Naomi. The single one. (laughs) Yeah. Or no, I think they're both married, but the other one doesn't have a, a wife in wrestling. Sure. Um... But yeah, I I don't know. It uh definitely threw me through a loop. Yeah, crazy. But it, it was worth watching. I mean, I'd, I'd be interested to see the ratings on regular Fridays versus that. Because Friday's been the better show anyway. But it, it'd be cool to see the ratings comparatively um, for how SmackDown has been versus with the Hell in a Cell. And comparatively to... Uh, what you call it there, AEW's show. AEW's been pulling in half a million viewers, if not more, every week. Like, it's been always under a million. SmackDown's always been pulling in the twos. Since they moved to Fox, they've been pulling in at least two million viewers per episode. We'll have to see what it was for that Friday. I wonder. If yeah, I'd have to look at it, into it. It, it. It's something. But if it was a little bit more just because of that. Well, after that match, though, on Saturday, it was reported by Fightful and a few others that USA Network was not happy that Fox is getting a Hell in a Cell match and USA has gotten jack shit for the last few years. (laughs) Yeah, I feel bad for USA because Raw's not a very good show right now. Well, it's an interesting stat. It was uh, was the first Hell in a Cell on Fox. Mm -hmm. It's the first Hell in a Cell on SmackDown. Right. And it's the first Hell in a Cell in, since 98. Right. Sorry for that interruption. Mama Wilson just came in and gave me something. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but it, since, and since 98. And that was on a Raw when it was on USA Network. Sure. But all that was was a no contest Hell in the Cell between, it was the main event of the night. It was Austin Undertaker versus Kane and Mankind inside Hell in the Cell. And it went to a no contest because Kane and Mankind fought Austin outside of the cell while Paul Bearer uh, locked himself inside the cell and Taker was nowhere to be found. His entrance music played and everything. Locked himself inside the cell. Taker pops up from underneath the ring. (laughs) Through the ring. 
beats Paul Bearer's ass the entire time. And then you have Kane and Mankind on the top of the cell trying to enter through. <laughs> I'm just like, this is how you're going to end a Raw? <laughs> and that was over 20 years ago. Yeah, that was over 20 years ago that that happened. That's wild. That's the last one on broadcast television. Right. So now, report is, is that Raw's going to get special episodes. Like, a football-themed one. Yeah, because the USA and sports and everything, whatever. Screw the NBC Universal Network for that one. <laughs> There's going to be a points month, which is like, I know you've never watched TNA, but TNA had a Bound for Glory series, which went from, I think, Slammiversary to Bound for Glory, so it's August to October, or like either somewhere earlier than that. Okay. And you got so many points for a pin, you got so many points for a submission, and you lost points, so many points for having a DQ. Okay. And it was like a 10-tier system, or a 10-level system, and it was ranked 1 to 10. And they just, I thought it worked for years. It was always a good way, it was like their version of a Royal Rumble. It was their way of trying to find the number one contender for their biggest... So pay-per-view of the year. Ended up with the most points at the end. Was yep, whoever the ended up with the most points. Well, it was who, the top four. It, it wasn't whoever ended up with the most points, but nine times out of ten was number one who came out on top. Okay. The last four go in a fatal four-way, I think, at... Oh, what is it? Not Genesis. What's, on, what's in September? Hard Justice or something, I think. And they would... It was an elimination fatal four-way, and whoever was last got number one contendership for October. Interesting. And it always worked in storyline that you always figured out who was going to be the number one before there was number one. Sure. Like, the last year they did it, it was AJ Styles before he left the company. And everybody was like, this is AJ's redemption storyline. He's going to beat Bully Ray for the title. And you, ju you just knew that that was what was going to happen. So, it was it, it was it was a fun way of doing it, but that's what they're going to do. They're going to do it as, like, you get so many points for hitting your finisher. You get so many points for getting a submission. You get so many points for a pinfall. I don't know what the reward's going to be at the end of that. I hope it's a title shot for whatever title they choose. For the 24-7 championship. Oh, God, that'd be <laughs> stupid. Um, they're also thinking about bringing back Retro Raw. They're bringing back, uh, it's rumored that they're going to bring back Raw Roulette. Do you remember that gimmick? I don't. So, it was a legit gimmick where they spun the wheel and it had a bunch of match stipulations on it. Okay. And that's how we ended up with the first women's steel cage match between Lita and Victoria in 2003. Deal. That's how we ended up with a TLC match, at a, a fatal four-way TLC match on a Raw um, that's how we ended up with, <laughs> that's how we ended up with William Regal wearing drag. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's also how we ended up with Tensai wearing drag. So there's that. Um, it, it, pretty much it's kendo stick match, hell in a cell, TLC, steel cage, falls count anywhere, sure. no DQ, other stipulations. And they just, and it's either live or taped and they go with what the wheel spun why not? So, it's interesting. 
So yeah, be be aware of Raw getting some new themed episodes for the next however long they want to do this shit. But next up on the docket is the actual pay-per-view Hell in a Cell. And we started with Bianca Belair and Bailey inside the cell, which I did not believe deserved Hell in a Cell. But it was an okay match for what was going on. They did so many hair spots with Bianca Belair, which at this point now, where do you go from it? Like you, yeah, you can't just keep tying her hair to stuff. That's gonna get old. So I almost wonder if it's gonna end up with somebody cutting her hair off or something. Ooh, ooh, I don't like that idea. I don't know, and I think it's her real hair too, because I was trying to find out if it's fake, and I can't find anything. You can't fake. find legit shit on it if it's fake or not. So I don't know. I mean, you can't keep tying shit. You can't keep tying her down. That's just right. That's just a. It's gonna be boring. We're not gonna want to watch it. So right. if somebody cut it off, I'd be okay with it. I, now you're saying that I could, I can see if it's her real hair, but that's a bitch. She grew it out for so long. I've been growing it for over ten years or something. To get oh, it. give or take. It's a long time. I don't know. I mean, it was. A good I mean, match. Booker T hasn't cut his dreadlocks in years. Right. I know since he got him in in two thousand two. Jesus creepers. Yeah, but it's his is not even that long. Compared to hers. I know, but think about that. Since 2002, that's over 20 years. Motherfucker is still only got like a ponytail like this goddamn big. Right, right. Well, who knows? I don't know what they're gonna go, where they're gonna go with it, but I just hope that it's not Bailey still coming after her because. Well, Bailey's lost twice now, right. and it's a ch- and rule dictates that the champion should now challenge somebody else or have a challenger that's challenging her. But it all depends on if Bailey is their only choice. Yeah, I don't know about that. That's going to be hard to say. I'd like to see... Uh, Name somebody else on the SmackDown women's roster. That's worth it. That's worth a SmackDown women's championship match that hasn't already have it. That's tough. <laughs> uh, I mean, Sasha, she never got her rematch. Yeah, I mean, she's been gone since then too. Yeah, I don't know if I don't know if she's hurt or what the deal is there. We haven't heard anything on that. So that I mean, I could see that working out. I don't really know who else to put in the picture that isn't just a my point exactly. A, you know, a walk away win for Bianca. Right. I mean, you have Carmella on SmackDown. Get, boost her up a little bit, I guess. You could put uh, ba- or uh, Sasha back in there. Mm-hmm. You can put. Natalie in there, or Natalia, whatever. Um, Tamina, they're both on SmackDown, technically. Or supposed to be on SmackDown, but because they're the Raw Women's Tag Team Champions, you can use them on both brands. Uh, Call up an NXT women. uh, I could see something like that going down. I'd be okay with that if they called somebody up from NXT. Yeah. Um, Again, I only named two. Besides Bailey. Right. Yeah, I don't know. I guess only time will tell. You are right, though. I don't know that that necessarily deserved a Hell in a Cell match because it didn't have that rivalry. It was almost right. just like plugged into that match because they could do it. Right. Um, and then after that, we had... Whoa, I gotta pull up the match card. I don't even remember what the order of the matches were. I don't want to just go back and forth. Yeah, you don't want to go willy-nilly. What What the hell was next? I, I Honestly, I don't remember either. I was only looking forward to a few of the matches anyway. 
same thing, same here. That's the worst part about it is that I wanted to just, I think it was Cesaro and, yep, Cesaro and Rollins. Beautiful match between these two. These guys can change it up just like Owens and Sammy when we'll talk about them later, but. Yeah, they, they put it all on the line for sure. Um, but we talked about it prior. We got to have a stipulation with these guys. Oh, without a doubt. Because a regular match just isn't. I mean, they're great. Don't get me wrong. Right. If, if, if there was any time to actually put a Hell in a Cell match that needed it, Seth and Cesaro. Sure. Easily put them in Hell in a Cell because this is now a blood feud. Right. And now we've been seeing this for three months in a row. So. Well, no. F uh, three, three out of four months. Mania. Backlash. He didn't fight Seth Rollins. He fought Seth Rollins like two weeks ago. The two weeks before Backlash to earn the number one contendership. Right. And then Rollins came out, beat his ass. Mm -hmm. And he was off TV for a little bit. And then Hell in a Cell. Mm -hmm. So, I don't know what else you're going to do here besides have them talk shit about each other on somebody's talk show or behind the stage yeah, or whatever. exactly. But, you know, you had made a point that that uh, Cesaro's won two out of three of the meetings. So mm -hmm. it's not like they're even Steven. You can't right. just do a, okay, whoever wins next, then the feud is squashed. So Right, like so now it's like a best of five series. So the next one, Rollins has to win, right. or they're going to infuse Rollins, Cesaro, and the money in the bank, have those two cost each other money in the bank, and then have the final match... At SummerSlam in Vegas. I could I could see something like that. Uh, the, the thing, one thing I hope they don't do with this is end up teaming them up. Because you remember when they put Sheamus and Cesaro against each other, they end up. No, Rollins is too too much of a heel to do that. Sheamus was one was a person that you can make him not heelish at times with Cesaro mm -hmm. when they were fighting each other. So, and that, that proved to be the case, but other than that, it was just, like, what, 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 what are they going to do with each other? Right, right. But, no, the, the roll-up, the surprise roll-up on Cesaro, that was bullshit. <laughs> and that, you're going to be hearing me say that a lot about all the fucking results on this pay-per-view. I don't like it. I don't like that. On a pay-per-view, I think that all the wins should be decisive. Um, the the main, main event, I mean, co-main event, whatever. I, I I would say that there's a lot of finishes that uh, could have been more concise or more pungent so that we had somebody dominate or however. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. So we'll be seeing... Uh, Seth and Cesaro at least a couple more times, I would say. I would hope so. Uh, then we had the Alexa Bliss promo which, against Shayna Baszler. Then we had the Shayna Baszler promo, which, by the way, don't say Lily in front of her. She was scared shitless, which made me laugh. <laughs> um, but this match made me laugh entirely. I mean, we could go blow by blow because it was that short of a match. Or that... that, that a, a, a hokey of a match for sure you you know they start they have uh shana 
pull some great moves. You think that Alexa's just going to be getting the shit kicked out of her. And then she just starts laughing about it. Yep. I mean, come on now. Just like when the Fiend would get hit with something and he'd pop right up. It's, yep. it's a similar feel now that Alexa is going to be, I don't want to say unbeatable, but almost as if nothing that you do to her is going to slow her down. Right. And they they showed chinks in the armor of Fiend with Daniel Bryan. But then after that, it was, you know, he still was the Fiend. Right. And I think they missed a beautiful opportunity with Alexa Bliss. So when Shayna Baszler does her little, like, put your hand on the mat backwards to pop your elbow up. Mm-hmm. When she stomps on Alexis's elbow, they could have used Alexis's joint, uh, conjoined joints and popped her elbow out of socket. Right. No one says to do that. No, no. And they just treat it like normal. If they would have went and like out of normal socket <laughs> and just have Shayna be like, huh? what the fuck? <laughs> what did I do? Yeah. <laughs> like, I just, it's broke. How do you, and then you just go and it's fixed again. Like, that's <laughs> something perfect that you could have done with her and you guys fucked it up. I like how they had her getting up and bringing her legs like up over her shoulders because of how flexible she is. Mm-hmm. Again, no, see, if they could have done that with like the crab walk, right, right. like if they could have had her do that, or if she could do that herself, all the more better. But goddamn, <laughs> that 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 was a little creepy. Yeah. Uh, then the moment of the night, honestly, I think this was the best moment, and it was unintentional. Reginald doesn't lock eyes with Alexa. Nia Jax does. Nia Jax is now hypnotized. Apparently she now knows hypnotism and mind control and fucking whatever. Shit that the fiend could never do. She then raises her hand. Bitch slaps Reginald. (laughs) Which, by the way, sold like a champ. I kid you not. Reginald, the next WWE champion within two years. And... (laughs) I'm perfectly fine. You know what? He's the one that's going to break Roman. He's the one that's going to win Roman over the Universal Championship. (laughs) I would would laugh my ass off uncontrollably and it would be great. And then you have one of the stupidest moments in wrestling in the last decade. Alexa screams... Nia Jax screams, but then when you cut to Nia Jax, her eyes are covered by the fucking ropes, and you kill you see is her mouth screaming, and it's just like <laughs> camera work, yep, yep. <laughs> camera angles, <laughs> you idiots. That's funny. I didn't even notice that. And then she then she does the uh, uh, twisted DDT, the sister Abigail DDT, and then the twisted bliss, and wins. Good character work by Alexa. Great character work by both Shayna and Anaya. I'm okay with this match. It bumps Alexa up the way she needs to be. And we will talk about that momentum going into the next night later. But holy hell. Yeah, I'm all for Alexa Bliss. I've been down for all of this since they started doing it with her. And pairing her with The Fiend too. I said a while back that, you know, she's going to go on this tear. She won't lose. She'll win the championship. 
but I think they're gonna. I think they want to build this for a while. I don't think that all of a sudden, boom, she's just a champ. So we'll see what happens. Right. Next match is Kevin Owens versus Sami Zayn. Oh boy. Hundred thousand time they fought each other, but every time they do it, it's just better and better and better. Kevin Owens is selling the injury from the giant motherfucker that is with uh, Apollo Cruz. I can't. Yeah, Commander Z. That's how much I don't give a shit about the guy. I don't know his name. Right. I could care less about this giant motherfucker who's taking Umaga Samoan Spike and made it the Nigerian nail. Nigerian. What the fuck? Well, he was on that stupid Raw Underground. I know, but, like, come on. But then Let, he, let's get real, guys. That disappears, he disappears, and all of a sudden he shows up at Mania. Right. So, I don't know what's going to go down with that. I wonder if maybe at some point he turns on what's-to-call-it there. But, uh, you're right, though. Kevin did sell that injury because he come in coughing. Yeah. Coming down the, the aisle coughing. So, it's like, okay. And that's when you can all look at Kevin Owens and go, he knows professional wrestling. He gets it. Cornette hates Owens with a passion. Which I don't understand because Kevin Owens is one of the best they have on the roster. Here's the reason why. Kevin Owens is a loudmouth. Kevin Owens is a fat ass in his opinion. Kevin Owens needs to lose a shitload of weight still to him. No. Like they, they had him off of ROH TV for a year to have him go lose weight and come back and we'd be fine. Cornette fucking hates him with a passion That's because of just, just how much arrogance he has, how much, and I can understand why. Cause Kevin Owens is a cocky motherfucker, True. but if he can back it up, which he has multiple times, so be it. Mm-hmm. But to this match, Great match. They, it, it's another great match from these two. I wouldn't say it's in again like top five, top ten best, but it's it's a match that was passable for their standards because you have Kevin Owens selling an injury, you have Sami Zayn trying to get his win back from Mania. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think the card for Hell in a Cell needed this match. Because yeah, Hell I agree. Cell, Hell in a Cell wouldn't be as good of a pay-per-view as it was because it's a decent pay-per-view it was a, yeah i'd say decent and uh but this is one of the best matches of the night yeah i mean you got the stunners you got the 10 count the exchange punches think this was a physical fucking fight like these guys just went after each other only thing i didn't like was the finish really well yeah because sammy gets it sam sammy gets it just he doesn't put Kevin Owens down. It almost seemed like he gets the one, two, three. It was like, oh, that's the that's that's the end of the match. That's you you I, you do get he did a halluva kick, right? I understand that, but it didn't to me. It didn't feel like it was over. I felt like you thought was, he was going to kick out of that first halluva kick. Yeah, I, I thought for sure that there was two or three more minutes left of that match. Didn't know which way it was going to go. But I, I felt like it was cut short. I don't think it, I don't think it was purposely cut short. I think that's how it was supposed to end. But okay, well, that, no, that's fair. That's totally fair. I get it. I just I watch those guys fight all night long. I oh, agreed wholeheartedly. That's why I didn't agreed, that. agreed. It, it the thing is though is that you have to if you think about it in a storyline sense, he's still coming coming off hard of breathing. 
right. from two Samoan spikes in a row, or Nigerian nails, sorry. And then you get two of those in a row, and then you have a, a match with Sami Zayn in one of the most physical matches they've had in recent memory. Right. And then you just get a halluva kick, and then it's done. Mm-hmm. I understand to your point that it, it was too short, but... When you think of it storyline-wise, Kevin Owens is still selling an injury. So if he gets a halluva kick, that should be it. Right. No, I get it. I guess I shouldn't discredit Sami Zayn's finishing move. <laughs> uh, here's the thing. That finish was a lot better than the next match. <laughs> Rhea Ripley versus Charlotte. <clears throat> here's what I'm going to say about this match. I'm not going to go blow by blow because it was a great match. You should go watch it. It was a fantastic match until the last five fucking seconds of the match yeah it definitely was a great match and to end it like that i didn't i did not see that end coming like you want to know why you didn't see that end coming their shit talking at the end was good but it shouldn't have ended like that do you know why that shouldn't have ended like that why was it a match? name the last time <laughs> that the fucking announcer table caused a dq I know the announcer table has caused countouts. Right. I've never seen it get disqualified from a person. Right. Yeah. Especially just using the top of it. No, you're you're probably right, but uh, I hate championship matches ending in a no contest. Like, like I. Well, how do you keep Rhea strong? How do you keep Charlotte strong? How do you keep this stupid feud from keeping on going? To be fair, I I think that we need to take the title off of Rhea. I agree wholeheartedly. I think it should go on Charlotte. She, she doesn't, and I like her a lot. She doesn't have chemistry with anyone. It's, it's so much work to watch her. When she's under the guide of Triple H, perfect. When she's under the guide of a creative team? Nope. (laughs) Sorry, Rhea. I love you. I do. I think you are one of the best. I loved you in UK. I loved you in NXT. When you came to Raw and got the Raw Women's Championship, perfect. Perfect. Ever since you got that, you've been shit. <laughs> I'm sorry. And I hate and for all of you Rhea fans out there, I am one of them. I am. But I believe that once she won the championship... You couldn't do anything else with her. It's it's like that was the peak. Usually when you get a champion who's going to be a good or great champion, that's not the peak. That's the start of them climbing the hill. Right. Like, let's, let's example, Drew McIntyre wins the Rumble, wins a championship in the pandemic era, loses it twice, once in the Hell in a Cell against Randy Orton, and then once against The Miz for Money in the Bank. Mm-hmm. Two legitimate losses that are perfectly fine. Yep. And didn't hurt Drew because he still kept on going up. Yep. And now, and this is just my opinion, I think he's going to start on the decline. Yeah, I mean, who knows what's going to go on with that because he's not allowed. Well, yeah, we'll get to that in a second. We but out, We find out here shortly. I just, and then what am I supposed to do at the end of that match? Do I root for Charlotte because she's getting shit-talked to Rhea by Rhea Ripley? Right. Or do I root for Rhea who's shit-talking Charlotte saying, oh, you would have done it too. Right. You'd have done it too, and then Charlotte gives her credit and goes, now you're thinking, bitch. Yeah. So, okay, all 
you're giving her credit for getting herself DQ'd because Charlotte had her number the whole time. Oh, agreed. So we're going to see them fight again. And uh, Well, what are you going to do? It, it happened on Raw, so they, they uh, I think they settled the terms of their match at Money in the Bank, I think. I'd, I'd have to re-up, re-read on that because I watched it on YouTube, but it just... <sighs> so again, another bullshit finish. Again, in, in the comment section of the podcast, or in the reviews, find one time that the announcer table caused a fucking DQ... And prove me wrong. Yeah, I don't think that I have heard of that happening before. Because if she'd have thrown her into it, nothing would have happened. But because she used the, the whatever you call that, the cover. The cover of the announcer table, that's what it is. If you, it's because she used it as a weapon, that's why they throw a DQ. I don't know. You, you make a good point, though. Because if the announcer table was a DQ... 97 or 96 when they started this shit with Bret Hart. No, 95. My bad, Diesel. I have to th- I have to retrain my head here. 95 at Survivor Series with Diesel. He shoves Bret off the apron into the announcer table or what was an announcer table which was just a blue tarp with the fucking like wooden table underneath it with the monitors. That's all it was. It wasn't this fancy fucking thing that they have at in like the beginning of 98. Right. So, which, by the way, ever since then, have gotten a lot more sturdy. Oh, yeah. I see a lot more botches with the table than Sometimes I do now. the table does not break. <laughs> that, that sucks for those guys. But ever since, yeah, if you if you want to go back all the way to 95 and start that shit, where, where, where does it end? Where does it end? Like, where do you, where do you start the DQ finish? With the table, and then where do you end it? Like, how do you right. magnify that? And I get that everything is up to the ref's discretion. If you really want to put fucking rules in the WWE, which they do have. But goddamn, that is the dumbest DQ call I've ever seen in my life. Back to other bullshit calls. Bobby Lashley versus McIntyre. And if McIntyre loses, he can no longer f- challenge for the championship as long as Lashley is champion. Oh boy. This match started. And I just says, I hope that they beat the hell out of each other. Oh, they did. And it's a great match. And it was. Oh boy. It was. Until. Un- until that ref got knocked down. <laughs> and- I think to myself, well, Bobby's still going to be your champion. Why? Because the ref's knocked down. Yep. You knew something stupid was going to go down. And of course, because there's no need to go play-by-play on this one, watch it because they beat the piss out of each other. I mean, they set up two tables extremely early in the match, and you're just like, okay, which one's going to go first? And my guess was the one against the apron. I didn't think the one in the corner was going to go first. But the one in the corner went first because they went for the freaking Hurt Lock early. Lots of stair shots. Oh, God. The kendo shot. Did you see Drew's back after that? Terrible. Terrible. Oh, God. He was beat right the fuck up. Yep. He he looked like a beat freaking. Oh, it was bad. But, you know, then he calls for the ref on the outside to come in there. Yep. And, And you knew at this point now this is basically a handicap match. Yep, MVP gets involved. And that's the part that kind of pisses me off because the point of Hell in a Cell has always been 
to confine the two combatants yeah. and let it rip. And then it was, it's just like when Brock Lesnar ruined the match you mentioned earlier with Roman and uh, Braun? Who yep, Roman and Braun when Braun quote-unquote called his shot with money in the bank. Ruined that match. Yep. This, to me, ruined this match because I could care less if Bobby would have won straight up. But because MVP had to have his nose in it, yeah. still bothers me. Oh, of course. I still think it's not right. So here's, again, where do you start and where do you finish? Hell in a Cell was made for Undertaker and Shawn Michaels to keep DX out and to keep them in. That's the very first Hell in the Cell match. Right. What the fuck do they do in the very first Hell in the Cell match? Escape the fucking cell! <laughs> so they set it up from the get-go, knowing that we could have you know a non-confined match. So, so let, let's point this out real quick. Sean and Taker escape because a cameraman had to get uh, escorted out because the cameraman got taken out by Shawn Michaels when he got thrown over the top rope from Undertaker. <laughs> and then Shawn, in his arrogant wisdom... Goes, why the fuck were you in my way? And kicks the cameraman when he's down. Oh boy. <laughs> Literally. Then they have help to get the cameraman out. Sean's pushing his way out the door. Gets out the door. And now we have the match outside of the cell. Sean gets bloody because Taker fucking torpedoes him into the fucking cell. And then he fucking uh, has his feet and flips him up into the cell. And then he does it again, but then this time Sean just starts climbing. <laughs> Goes on the cell. Him and Taker. Taker punches him. Flies like a motherfucker on the top of the cell. And then Sean's trying to climb back down. Now, the original Hell in a Cell is only maybe 12 feet tall. If that. Sure. When you do a back body drop onto someone in that cell, your feet touch the ceiling. <laughs> Which was shown in that match. So Sean is halfway down the cell. He's standing on like the halfway point where you can like have a good balance. And Taker just stomps on his feet or on his hands. Just stomps on his hands. Now, between Sean where he's standing and where the announcer table is, is about a good six feet. That's a nice cushion landing. Sure. And Sean, after he gets his hand stomped again, dangles and falls six feet into the announcer table. And then somehow gets back in the ring. Taker looks like he's about to win the match. And then Kane shows up. Rips the fucking door off the cell after we've already seen that you can escape the cell from just unlocking the door and leaving by will. <laughs> Let's lock the door again, show that Kane's super strong, and then rips the door off its hinges. 97 booking, ladies and gentlemen. So... What you're getting at is basically there's no point in having a Hell in a Cell match. No, because, because Mankind and Taker then the next year start on the top of the damn thing. Right, right, right. They don't even start in the fucking ring. They start on top of it. Right. Triple H and Jericho had a Hell in a Cell match in 2002. The pinfall was on top of the cell. And it's not even false count anywhere. It's still supposed to happen in the That ring. is the only time... Ever that a pinfall has happened on the cell. 
it's cool, but I didn't know that was part of the rules. <laughs> oh, God. And uh, Shane McMahon is out of the cell every single fucking time. Jumps off the top of the thing because he's an adrenaline junkie and he's a fucking retard. He's definitely a junkie, that's for sure. And then you have the guys every year. Something. Let's fall off the fucking side of the cell onto the announcer table. Which is higher than when Sean did it. I'm, I'm wondering why they didn't do something like that this year. <laughs> I was surprised. Thank God! <laughs> but does it matter because people are still running into the fucking cell? Right. So MVP ruins it this year. I mean, it was still it was still a good match, but ruins the ending. It, the, the whole point of Hell in a Cell is to keep people out. But every fucking year. Oh, we're just going to throw that rule out the fucking window. Let's yep. just keep kayfabe dead. We're just going to rape it and just keep it dead. <laughs> so now Drew doesn't get his chances anymore. No, and uh, how, how, do we, how do we finish this match? The same way we finished fucking WrestleMania. Let's do a roll-up. <laughs> Which also was lame because you could have had... Fuck. Him, you know, he gets distracted. You could have had Bobby spear him, put him in the hurt lock, anything. You have him roll him up real quick. One, two, three. Exactly okay. my point. Great finish. Well, great finish. Fuck that finish. Fuck this match. Fuck this pay-per-view. It was a decent pay-per-view. It was only saved because of Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. <laughs> That's true. I hate to say that. Here's my biggest problem with this pay-per-view. And it actually has nothing to do with the matches. Fuck Pac McAfee. <laughs> I'm sorry. That delusional fuck thinks that he can just stand at the announcer table like he's trying to be enthusiastic. Every other announcer has been enthusiastic and not stand. Right. I'll give a pass to Mauro Morallo because it's Mauro Morallo. He is just him. <laughs> and everybody's going to be like, well, this is just Pat McAfee. No, this is an, an upped version of Pat McAfee that Vince wants. Yeah, that's for sure. Plain and simple. This is him ten times more than his podcast. Wait till you get to see him at Money in the Bank. He's just going to keep getting more excited. Oh, God. I don't... My favorite thing about Pat McAfee at this pay-per-view was... Which one? Oh, it was the first match. Bianca and Bailey. Bianca just untied herself from the rope. And she goes and, like, tries to, like hurt Bailey inside the cell like she has her face up against the cell and she bit her she bit her she bit her Michael Cole she bit her he freaked out like somebody was drawing blood my god like you want to talk about enthusiastic that's above and beyond the line of enthusiasm right there I agree and again, to my point, fuck Pat McAfee. He is the biggest distraction to every match that is on SmackDown because when they turn, when the camera angle is by him by accident, he's standing like a douche. <laughs> it's almost as if he can't see over his table or something. He's always standing watching. Right, that. exactly. And he's taller than most of the fucking superstars. <laughs> right. Although I will say this, Baron Corbin might become my new favorite wrestler. Uh-oh. He wants to put Pat McAfee through the fucking announce table. I told you that might happen. And I'm okay with that. 
Because they're supposed to be football buddies. Right. Because he used to. Because I guess Corbin used to play for the Cardinals. Oh, I don't know. And I'm just like, okay, cool. <laughs> like, I, I'm okay with this, but back your words up, motherfucker. Sure. He's like, if he if he air guitars Shinsuke Nakamura one more time, I'm gonna put him through the announce table. <laughs> and I'm just like, Baron Corbin might be my new spirit animal. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Oh my god! Oh, I have to get in. I have to get that in there at least one podcast a week because there's, Pat McAfee is just a royal douche. <laughs> we all know that you love him. I, not gonna lie, if I ever do like meet him in person, I will give him respect. Where because you're you're supposed to give people respect in person, but goddamn, I will shit talk him the entire time I am on this podcast. <laughs> I am sorry. Fucking Christ. It's oh. good stuff. We have a dedication to Pat McAfee every week about Cody's hate, so. Oh, boy. Only fitting that we put it in there. I just, I don't know. So, let's talk about Raw. It's, and I'm happy they started doing this right away. Qualifying matches for Money in the Bank. Glad to see that happening. Definitely. The men's were in singles, the women were in tag. So whoever won the tag match, those two women went and qualified for the Money in the Bank ladder match. Okay. Fair enough, I guess. Uh, first qualifying match. Ricochet versus AJ Styles. Ricochet beat AJ Styles to qualify for Money in the Bank. So there's an upset. I'm down with that. I'm okay with that. I don't, I don't see Ricochet, I don't hate it. I don't see Ricochet winning Money in the Bank. Just because I don't see the storyline. Well, let's hold on. I'll I'll put the other three qualifiers in there, and then we'll. There, there, there's only four so far. It's going to be an eight-man ladder match and eight-woman ladder eight. match. There's going to be four and four. Four from SmackDown. Four from Raw. Oh, I'm down with this. So that's why it's going to be an interesting. Uh, so I'll put the other three in there, and then we'll we'll see who from Raw we think might have a chance, and then next week when we watch SmackDown and do the podcast next Tuesday. When we record it, we'll figure out who the the entire roster, or the entire team will be for the eight on eight for Money in the Bank. Sweet. And I honestly, I hope they do it again with the corporate ladder. I hope they go back to headquarters and fucking do it again. That was neat. It was different. I don't think. I mean, if they that. do it live, fine. I'm okay with that. But I really want to see that pre-taped again. No. I really do. That no, was good you'll shit. You'll definitely see it live now that they've got fans coming. So, yeah, Ricochet defeats AJ Styles, which is, like, one of many upsets to, at uh, last night. Uh, what do you think of Ricochet? Ricochet. I've always liked Ricochet. Um, I would say I'm surprised that they have him beat AJ Styles. Right. Like, that's, that. That's, that's the name right there. And, unfortunately, I didn't watch Raw, but if I were to go pick a match... On Raw, it doesn't matter who you tell me else fought, I'd watch that match. Oh, yeah. Um, but I'm down with Ricochet. I mean, I've always liked him. He's a high flyer, and he's got a lot of power. And that's and that's one of the reasons I think he's in the Money in the Bank ladder match, because he is the high flyer. I think he's going to do all the stupid daredevil stunts off the ladders, right. and we're going to see a car crash with him. Um, also, last night on Raw... We found out what Piper Niven's actual name will be on Raw. Oh, boy. I'm not happy about this at all. What's her name? 
Dewdrop. Dewdrop. D O U drop. D R O P. Dewdrop. I don't like it. Her real name is Piper Niven, and it should stay Piper Niven because that's a marketable name. But no, we're gonna go fucking stupid and try to get our own crap over and call her Dewdrop. Dewdrop. Fuck you, Vince. Dewdrop. Uh, okay, that works. Duh. Sarcasm over here. Fucking Christ. <sighs> Asuka and Naomi defeated Eva Marie and Dewdrop via pinfall to qualify for Money in the Bank. So it's Asuka and Naomi already in Money in the Bank. Okay. Asuka did win it last year. Yep. Here, and here's the thing. I, I'm, I hope to God I'm wrong. I really do hope to God I'm fucking wrong. But whoever the woman wins, whatever women wins at the Money in the Bank ladder match... And I hope they got them wrong. We'll cash it in that same night. To keep the tradition going, four years in a row. Um, you might be right. I'd like to see her hold it, though. I'd like to see her hold it. Right. Because two, three years ago, Bailey or Alexa Blish cashed in on Nia Jax. Two years ago, Bailey cashed in on Charlotte. Last year, Asuka didn't even get the cash in because nobody knew they were fighting for the Raw Women's Championship. Right. Yeah, um, I thought it was kind of cool how they did that last year, you know, because none of us knew that... that uh, Be, uh, yeah, that Becky was going to get knocked right. up. We didn't, we didn't know that she was leaving. So, um, I thought it was kind of cool how they put the title in the briefcase. Um, but, with that being said, I really want whoever wins to hold it. Uh, play the heel role with the briefcase mm -hmm. and hold it for months. Good lord. Uh, Rhea Ripley versus Charlotte. Booked for Money in the Bank. Apparently last night, Rhea Ripley was reprimanded for getting herself disqualified by Adam Pearce and Sonya Deville. And Charlotte interrupted and then they just booked the match, match for Money in the Bank. No stipulation yet. No stipulation yet. I think that there will be. Um, being that it's a pay-per-view, um, I don't know what the stipulation will be. Um, obviously, it won't be like a ladder match or anything because we right. have two ladder matches that night. Um, who knows? But uh, some stipu a stipulation of sorts would be sweet. I, I would agree. I think Charlotte versus Rhea needs a stipulation now at this point. We've had two straight singles matches. Or we had a triple threat with Asuka, and now we have a straight singles match, and no, no, nobody won. Now we need a stipulation. We need something to up the stakes at this point, besides just the fucking championship. Yeah, I agree. And we've got enough time for them to build some chemistry here. Right. Hopefully they can train together uh, behind the scenes, build up some chemistry, because I want to like the match. I want to. Agreed. Their match don't. at 36 was amazing. Yeah, and that's... We're that talking, was for the NXT Championship. Yeah, yeah, we're talking less experience on both of them, but Charlotte's just Charlotte. Yeah. But that was a better match than what we're seeing now, and that shouldn't, oh, agreed. shouldn't be that way. Uh, I agree. I agree. Uh, John Morrison versus Orton. Who wins? John Morrison versus Orton? Mm-hmm. Money in the Bank qualifier. 
Jesus. I, would I, re- I already know the answer. Well, I would hope that Randy Orton would win over John Morrison. John Morrison beat Randy Orton for the qualifier at Money in the Bank due to Riddle and Miz's interference. Oh, boy. And then speaking of Riddle, Drew McIntyre versus Riddle. Who wins the Money in the Bank qualifier match, Matt? Well, we all know that it didn't go the way that Mr. Drew wanted it to, so. No, it did not. And that means my prediction for him winning Money in the Bank this year is now invalid. Because. Unless he somehow finds a way to get himself put into the mix. They might do a last chance battle royal. They might have Randy Orton fuck over Riddle and then have that match on Money in the Bank. I don't know. So we got, but we got Riddle in Money in the Bank. That's that's confirmed. That could be your winner of Money in the Bank. Right Riddle? Now. Yeah. Well. But I'm a big Matt Riddle fan. So, so we have Ricochet, Morrison, and Riddle. So those are the three confirmed. I thought there was four, but those are the three confirmed for the men's Money in the Bank ladder match. So again, you you could end up getting McIntyre off. I'm thinking there's going to be a last chance battle royal for McIntyre to win, and then come in. I like that they're they're figuring this out fast though, because we want to know who's involved to push the story of it all yep. the way through. I agree with this wholeheartedly. And then the last two women to join the Money in the Bank squad. In a tag match between Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross versus Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler in a Money in the Bank qualifier. Think about this. Nikki Cross and Alexa Bliss, who have not seen eye to eye since she's been with The Fiend, against a well-established tag team who have won the tag team championships twice. Right. You would think that that tag team would win. Right, we're going to go with fucking Nikki Cross and Alexa Bliss for the win. Mm -hmm. And this is not the worst part of the night. The worst part of the night is watching Nikki Cross become Mighty Mouse. (laughs) So we've got a demented psychopath and a superhero on a team together. I mean, I I don't... What is this? The Joker and uh, Harley Quinn kind of shit here? Like, this is kind of weird. I saw pictures of uh, What's-Her-Face hopping around in her little suit there. Oh, God. I I was hoping it was a joke. <laughs> I, I was oh, it's a joke, all right. It's a oh. joke on all of us. <laughs> oh, my God. She was with, uh, when she was in NXT, oh, she was with Sanity, right? Yep. So Eric that, Young and the whole group. That was cool. She was legit insane. Yeah. And now she's a superhero. <laughs> I'm sorry. She, she might be with it. She might like the character. I think it's stupid, but... Here's my theory. Nikki Cross is being secretly controlled by Alexa Bliss. That's possible. <laughs> and and this is my way of thinking. Alexa Bliss is... pretty much a little girl who's a psychopath. Yeah. What do little girls play with? Dolls. Yep. So, Lilith is a good example. Yep. Or Lily, whatever. What better way to play with another doll than to dress them up like an action hero? Or a superhero? Sure. 
You could be onto something. I mean, either way, Alexa Bliss is definitely winning Money in the Bank. She, how, she, I kind of want to give it to Super Nikki. She's, <laughs> I kind. That's not happening. That's not happening. Here's here's how I'm looking at this. Vince might have finally found his mighty mouse. He's been. I don't know why Vince is so fucking fixated on goddamn Mighty Mouse. It was a stupid-ass cartoon in the 70s. It's a stupid-ass cartoon now. There's been no difference. No, I agree. Now, we finally have Mighty Mouse with a Nikki. He almost had it with Neville. <laughs> he And you remember that with the stupid-ass cape. Yep, the cape was uh, epic. I like when he couldn't get it off when he was coming down. Because <laughs> most time he would just clip oh, it and shit. it would go flying away, right? Yeah. Nope. One time he can't get it off, you can tell he's getting frustrated with it. You know, that's what's going to happen when you have a wardrobe in which you have to take off before you fight. You're going to get hang-ups. It's not going to come off. I'm oh, yeah. they stopped doing that shit. Oh, yeah. They stopped. And then he got let go. <laughs> that, yeah. Well, because he walked out. He, he he didn't want to lose to Enzo again, so he just left. Good on him for your morals. Good. I don't like losing. Bye. I don't, no, it's not that he didn't like losing. He didn't want to lose to a loudmouth fucking Jersey motherfucker. <laughs> Who doesn't? And then, to end the night... <sighs> Bobby Lashley versus Xavier Woods inside Hell in the Cell. Hey, USA got what they wanted. That, you know, I feel like it's only because that's what they wanted. What's the point in putting Bobby Lashley in Hell in a Cell again? Twice. He's now won two Hell in a Cell matches. He's 2-0 and in less than 24 hours. Right. Right. Here's how I'm looking at this. We've now had four Hell in a Cell matches in 96 hours. That is one per day. Yeah, we're, we're good for a year. A year? We should be good for five. <laughs> well, we'll see. We'll see if they move Hell in a Cell up again next year. We'll see. Do you know what year Hell in a Cell did not per- participate in? No. 2001. There was a lengthy time period between December of 2000 and June of 2002. We were fine. I mean, that's when I first started watching it. Right, but that's what I'm saying. There was a long time period before Hell in a Cell became a thing again. Right. And then it became a once a year type of thing when it needed it. I wonder if maybe we should not have a Hell in a Cell pay-per-view anymore after this. Y'all think? And this just becomes a stipulation match because... It needs it. I've been saying this for years. No, it would be great. You know, let's just say uh, Randy Orton and somebody, they're just going back and forth and back and forth. We can't find the means to an end. Hey, throw them in hell in a cell. I'm talking two years from now or whatever. (sighs) At WrestleMania. Fuck it. Add a good pay-per-view and throw them in the cell and let's see what happens. But again, somebody will interfere and ruin that match anyway. So, possibly. So let, let's put it let's put it down into this way. 
the first time that the Hell in a Cell was not used at the Hell in a Cell pay-per-view after the Hell in a Cell pay-per-view was conceived was WrestleMania 28. That was Triple H versus Undertaker with Shawn Michaels as a special guest referee with Taker's streak on the line. Mm-hmm. Wonderful fucking match. Yeah. It practically didn't need the Hell in a Cell. And this is how a Hell in a Cell match should be. The Hell in a Cell match should not be the point of the match. It wasn't. It was a character of the match. Mm-hmm. That's how Hell in the Cell should work. Yep. Not start rivalries or because we have a Hell in a Cell pay-per-view, we need to book another Hell in a Cell match on top of the one that we already know is going to be there. Right. So get rid of all the fucking gimmick pay-per-views. TLC should be gone. Hell in a Cell should be gone. Um, What else? Those are the only two that really come to mind for me. Money in the Bank should stay. They should always have a top five. They should always have the big five, which is Mania, Survivor Series, Rumble, SummerSlam, and Money in the Bank. It used to be King of the Ring and those four, but Money in the Bank took over, which is fine. I think Money in the Bank is a, that's what they got. We got back to the big five, which is good. But here's the problem. Hell in the Cell should be gone. TLC should be gone. You, you already have... Oh, Chamber. That was the other one. Elimination Chamber should be gone. You already have Elimination Chamber. You don't need that and Hell in a Cell. You might not need either one. November, December, January. Within four months. You have Hell in a Cell this Elimination Chamber within four months. Yeah, that doesn't that doesn't work. They're almost the same match. And yeah, the yeah. Reason, the reason I say that is because they're closed in and they can use the fucking caged cell as a weapon. Right. So to me, it's super similar. I, my least favorite pay-per-view is Elimination Chamber. I mean, it's fucking stupid, dude. Just fight. I will say this, though. Elimination Chamber has always been the surprise pay-per-view to bring out good matches. And I mean great matches. Shield versus Wyatt Family. We first got that Elimination Chamber. That was a great match. We've had a bunch of good matches at Elimination Chamber or those stupid BC pay-per-views before WrestleMania. And those were good matches. Then you lead up to WrestleMania and it's like, well, I already saw this match. I don't want to see this match. I want to see this match at WrestleMania, but you played it there. So now you can't play it here. Right, right. But Xavier Woods, of all people... That, that's what I don't understand. How do you how do you a, even have a Hell in a Cell match just to have it, and you throw Xavier Woods to the wolves? <laughs> the biggest, baddest wolf who's going to blow the fucking house Nobody's down. Nobody's going to stop Lashley right now. I'm here's right here's now. what Lashley did to Xavier's house. He burnt it down, pissed in it, shit in it, and then put the remains of it in Xavier's mouth. That's exactly what he fucking did. Yeah, he gave it to him. But... Out of all this, we're going to have Kofi versus Lashley at Money in the Bank. Woohoo. To avenge the fact that he killed his brother. He challenged him before Hell in a Cell. Oh my gosh, that makes no sense. Yeah, right. He challenged him to Money in the Bank before the Hell in a Cell match was booked. And guess who booked the Hell in a Cell match? Xavier. He's the one who said, I want a match with you, Bobby, but I want it. And they looked. Oh, guess what's still here from last night? The Hell in the Cell. Guess what? They haven't moved the fucking cell since Friday. Drop it down. You know, the thing that's bugging me, like, okay, it is what it is. They've already booked it. 
why are they why are they not doing number one contender matches or tournaments anymore? What happened to that? What happened to hey look we know who the champion is. Let's let's see who's next best. They don't do it no more. Yeah. Just some yep. random dude just walking. No, the last one they did was Cesaro and Rollins. Well, that wasn't even a number one contenders match. That was just if Cesaro wins, he gets a universal championship match. Right. Right. They didn't say if Seth won, he got. The right. Same. It, and I think Seth would have fought harder. He wouldn't have underestimated Cesaro. I agree. I, I think number one contendership matches or um, not battle royals, but tournaments or whatever should be more of a prominent thing. Well, I think a battle royal every now and again to determine a number one contender is an okay thing. Like, say you have like a, a storyline go for like five months after like it was a, like a one-on-one championship. Like two guys had like the right to say, hey, I want to fight for the champion. Okay, so you had a number one contenders match. Now let's have a number one contenders battle royal. Let's see who out of like twenty superstars can you know? Why not? And, and shock talent. the world. Plenty of talent. Right, and just look at the qualifiers for Money in the Bank. Morrison, Ricochet, and Riddle. What do all three of them have in common? Uh, you're gonna tell me, I guess. Yeah. Never been WWE or Universal Champion. Good point. Good point. And. All, all of them could be in a number one contendership match. Right, exactly. If, if, if they're not, if they don't win Money in the Bank, those guys can still be in the, the conversation. Oh, exactly, and I, I believe that whole. I think this is more since Miz is injured, which he says he's like not really injured, but we all know it was an ACL tear. He's in that wheelchair for a good few months. I think this is Morrison's time to shine and show what kind of a main eventer he really is. If you could. Instead of making him goofy and shit, if you could heel turn him. Yeah, if we can get rid of Johnny Drip Drip and get fucking John Morrison in, we're good. If he could play heel, throw the briefcase on him. Why not? Oh, throw him babyface and throw the briefcase on him. I'm okay with that. Get him away from Miz. Just not the goofy shit. Yeah, keep that shit. Oh my god. Because he's, he's a supreme athlete, that guy. He's a great athlete. And the fact that they brought him back, brought, put him right with Miz... Oh, and apparently, forgot to add this in. Apparently, Elias and Riker are gonna have a strap match. Whenever. Well, they're they're no longer buddies. I guess for like the last three weeks, they're no longer a tag team. Oh, okay. So fuck well, it. That doesn't matter anyway. So. Right, but just saying. What do they have in this match? Whenever they fucking feel like it, it's one of those ones where they'll just be like, eh. Okay. It'll be on Raw. Whatever. Who cares? It'll probably be on Raw, yeah. So, yeah. Definitely. So, yeah. Kofi Bobby will be at Money in the Bank. Oh, there we go. So, we know how we just said about the last chance qualifier? That's happening. It's going to be Orton, McIntyre, and AJ. The three losers of their matches going against each other in a triple threat match. McIntyre will win that. I hope that God, I hope I stay wrong. I want to be wrong. Let me be wrong. Fuck. So it will definitely be an eight man money in the bank. Tell you what though, AJ Styles with the briefcase would be killer. Eh. We'll see. We'll see what happens. I'm okay with it. I'm very excited for my favorite pay-per-view money in the bank. I'm excited for it too. Just because... But here's the problem with that last chance qualifier. All three of them have been WWE champion. 
So at that, and I hope in that particular instance they don't give. If Drew does win by next week, I will start the podcast off screaming. <laughs> I I will be mad. <laughs> What's new? Well, that's true. <laughs> Can't argue with you there. But for Raw's commentary team, love them. Doing great. They're it's amazing. What kind of one eighty that fucking announce team is with the new guy, Jimmy Smith. Yeah. I absolutely love it. He's fitting right in. He sounds good. He sounds like he knows what he's talking about, which is nice. Oh, yeah. Now they just need good content to call. It'll be good. <laughs> oh, shit. Hey, don't wait. Don't don't forget, Points Month's going to be coming up. That's going to be great. Dude, fucking NFL-themed. That's going to be cool. I don't know what to say about that. I just fucking... Raw Roulette coming back, motherfuckers. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, I got something in my eye. Your finger. <laughs> Touche. Um, so with that, uh, F. Mary Kill, before we end the podcast, and I don't know who did it last week. Was it you? Uh, I think it's your turn to pick people. I don't know. Fuck it. I'll just do it. Um, we're going to pick... Oh, God. Mighty Mouse Nikki Cross, Creepy Ass Alexa Bliss, or... Tamina. <laughs> well, Tamina dies. Oh, wow. Just bam. Bob, bitch. I think she's bigger than I am. So just, I, can't, I can't feel like a man. You know what I'm saying? Oh, shit. And I'll give it one time to Mighty Mouse, but I'm, I'm going to marry Alexa because Alexa's Alexa. I don't care how demented she is. I'm going to stick by her side. I'm sorry, but all you can think of is, oh, 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 Oh man, good one. <laughs> I'm coming, Minnie! <laughs> Are you ready? Oh boy! Oh boy! Okay! I'm done now. <laughs> no, Your Honor, I didn't say she's a little nuts. I said she's fucking goofy. <laughs> oh. Until next time, guys. Until next time. See you guys later. Thank you for subscribing to the podcast. Like, share, subscribe. Thanks for all the support. We love you guys so much. Follow us on TikTok, Facebook. Uh, Snapchat, tear, Twitter, whatever, uh, kayfabe report, and love you guys. Be nice. <laughs>